it may be a good thing. It may not be a good thing. By the next morning, I, you know, the frugal one, I'm just like, don't do that. It's stupid. <laughs> you don't want that. Well, you're going to spend $6,000 on that scope? You know, it's well, they're obviously uh, screwing you with that rifle, too. Yes, and especially being the rifle. I'm just like, I don't want that rifle. I don't, you know, don't do it, Wade. Don't do it. Yeah, (laughs) but it's I probably I was still probably a little bit on the fence. Like, I was I was calmed down because also I was thinking back in my like, this shit's gone. Everybody got them, everybody got them. It's gone. There's no way there's any left. Well, uh, Sir Jonathan got one. Uh, so we are lucky enough to get to see it, touch it, feel it. I, I'm, I'm still like hesitant because I know it's going to make me want one. Yeah. <laughs> like I really want one for my 14, five, six off. Like it's so bad. Cause it's, let's just open it up. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, did not come in that box. That's just a little oh. thing I had transported in. Because you can't just be carrying this around without some kind of protective case. Oh no, I totally was gonna just throw it in like a like a like a shopping bag. Oh, and everything in I there. was, I was fully committed. Which, by the way, the people that are listening, you might want to go check out the YouTube video for this one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Texas Predator Hunting Podcast on YouTube. Uh. I was totally planning on if, you know, when I was 100% ready to pull the trigger, I was totally planning on the video of literally me pulling the scope off and just throwing the rifle away. Because fuck that rifle. Yeah. <laughs> now. Oh, those caps. Here it is, folks. I should have got a, a Razor 1 to 10 in here. I so meant to tell you to do that. And I, just... I mean, I'm not gargantuous hand hands by any mean but can you see like yeah it's tiny it is freaking compact as shit which is like what i've been <laughs> looking for in an lpvo keep in mind the the this is the razor one of ten it's not a big scope like it's not overly long but look at this guy i don't know how to uh put him a uh eye ocular lens down like on the table. Oh yeah, there. that's a good point. <gasps> look at that. Would you just look at it? It's really interesting because when you look at it, like on an AR-15, right, the one ten extends much further over the handguard, whereas we're getting close to that that scope fitting almost entirely over yes. the upper receiver. It's yep. like I think it's like two or three pick slots over the the handguard, which is freaking awesome, and. This is just a standard width mount, isn't it? It's nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's no compact mount. That's what. So, like, you look at the. What's the other compact? March. March 1 to 10. You have to have some special mount and all this other bullshit. You can literally take this one with a standard mount and it still works. That is freaking awesome. I love it. Uh, It is so cool. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I guess that's kind of the main <clears throat> selling point on these is that they're a compact scope, compact one to ten. So you're getting all the performance features and everything you want out of the one to ten, just in a much smaller package. Yes, this is the AM, this is the AMG product. Oh yeah, it is AMG. 
So what that means is it's made right here in America. America. So, you know, from solar systems, about eight and a half inches in length and weighs about 18 ounces. The diopter may be a little bit messed up. I was... Well, it's probably not messed up for you, but I have weird eyes. That bitch is nice. That short ass throw. No, oh, yeah, the. I mean, I think I like the obviously the the lens throw mechanism a lot better with the integrated you know nub. Yeah. On there versus having to run a throw lever. Right. Um, the caps are interesting, or the the illumination knob I like. Yeah. Um, the reticle. The, what, what do you think about that? The EBR nine. Nine. That's my favorite reticle. I wish. I was actually talking to one of the Vortex guys not that long ago. What is that like a? You wouldn't even call that 180, would you? Is that uh fuck that's 90? If even 90? It's I like that. I wish the uh I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I still want a little bit longer throw lever. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Imagine you could just take that ring off and replace the actual metal ring would be cool. That'd be pretty pretty legit. So when you get a new when you have a new scope in your in your hands, right? Let's say, you know, one of the most important things we talk about, it's like anything else, like comparative analysis like have something else to compare it to what are what are the things that you look for sorry <laughs> he's nerding out yes i mean i could literally the bitch is badass uh what are things i look for yeah so yeah basically i'm, I'm in a gun store i'm trying to compare these two optics see which one i like better What's like the first thing you go to? First thing I go to is like aesthetically, you know, right off the bat, like looking it over. Is there any, do I see any visual problems with the optic? Because when you go into gun stores, a lot of times people will have display models and it's very real possibility that it could be fucked <laughs> or fucking, which this one, someone's already fingered up your lenses. It's the first thing I noticed fucking smudges and shit on lenses i go ahead and address that situation before i even look through it uh then i you know look at the diopter because i know i know just about every scope my diopters always screw all the way in like i'll just go ahead and do that uh before i even look through it but again i'm looking for visual problems because the worst thing the worst thing can happen for myself when i'm looking at new optics is like It'd be something that someone else screwed up that could cause me to shy away from said optic. And I haven't seen that before. Like just like the lenses be filthy as shit or smudged up or literally I've seen them uh, at academies. Holy shit. Like it's almost like they uh, torture test their shit before they put them in there for you to look at. I look for any kind of visual defects. I looked at the cleanliness of the glass and I checked the diopter. And then, and only then, I will look through it. And what I'm looking for is just, you know, how I, I perceive the glass. And what I typically will do is like, like it's different for different optics, but on LPVO, start on one X. First thing I do is like, look at how clear it is on something very close, probably like unrealistically close. And then I go straight to the far end of the spectrum, which on this one would be 10 X. And then I go to 
if they'll allow me to move around in the store and find dark corners, that's where I like to go. And I try to look across the store into dark corners and just see how, you know, visually, how do I feel about the glass? Like, how does it, how does it appear to my eyes? Because that's one they get I harp on this constantly. Different people perceive glass differently. So I'm looking for, like, edge-to-edge clarity and shit like that. But it's it's hard inside of a store because it's not... If people were smart, uh, these big box stores that have big stores, what you like, it, it'd be kind of cunty. But if they're smart, they'd make sure anything around the optics counter is well lit, and they would place a sign across the store and have it completely well lit, and maybe even put an eye chart or you know that scope chart type thing down there to where you could look through it. But what I like to do myself is find dark corners. Or if they'll, if they'll let me go outside with it, which Al Outdoors will, uh, in Midland, Texas, <laughs> if they'll let me go outside with it, I want to take it outside. Like, let me get into the natural light environments. And uh, at that point, I will turn and have the sun, like, over my shoulder if I can and see how the glare is on the eyepiece. You know, you, basically, you're looking at the – you're looking for – the the optics lens coatings and how it interacts with glare and shit like that like that's what i'm looking for and i'm also seeing like if i'm breathing near the eye lens how fast it'll defog and shit like that like you i'm i'm probably like way too nerdy for yeah. glass shopping <laughs> like now are you i mean what how do you approach because i people will always text the, or ask this and i i think most of them are fucked off because they're you know you go from a one to six and at six times, obviously, your eye box is going to be more forgiving than if you're on a one to ten with the same mm-hmm. objective size, at, you know, at ten x. Like you need right. to compare what, both both at six x. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you testing eye box and eye relief? Is it just are you <clears> referring <throat> back to kind of what you know extensive? You know, you've you've seen enough scopes, so you're just relying on your your own knowledge to be like, okay, this is pretty generous, or basically, I mean. I always I always do this little test. First things first, if they have a tripod sitting around, some sort of apparatus for mounting that scope to the tripod or holding the scope on the tripod, put it on there. Uh, but I've done this so much, like, I can hold it still enough. But as far as, like, okay, again, this would be much more handy if you would go to the YouTube and watch in this particular episode. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull it up to my, get a full picture, I'm going to start on 1X. And then I'm just going to kind of bounce my head around left to right, up and down. See now, how generous the eye box is. And are you maintained? Are you looking still at the center of the optic? Or are you trying to pay attention to any like edge or barrel distortion? Right now, I'm just, as far as like eye relief and eye box, I'm literally looking at the crosshairs. I'm focusing on the crosshairs. And a good, you know, if you want a general idea in your brain, you want to, uh, reference reference point of eye relief just take your hands open them up you know what i always like, love about wearing a hat is uh generally that's yeah tends to be that's how i always reference optics off rim of the hat i mean look at like look okay so that's on one x for me that is pretty fantastic eye relief yeah and then you go the real tester I, eye relief being different from eye box which a lot of people confuse yes you go ahead and uh turn it to full magnification 
see how much it changes because it'll it'll be a slight change but i mean if you want to have someone measure for you take out a dollar bill dollar bill six inches long you can use your dollar to get reference lines on full magnification versus low yeah. magnification all that shit but as far as ibox i think those are people who get really screwed up on lpvos yes and that's where everybody was like oh the one to ten is so much worse than the one to six Anybody who thinks a one to ten, any one to ten is awful. It's stupid. <laughs> they, I, yeah. So, well, you're. I mean, especially when you're judging it from your hands. Like, it's, yeah, you're at ten x. You're gonna be mounted to a rifle. It's not. I mean, right. It's yeah. So that's why I say if you can get if they have some sort of apparatus for mounting this onto something stationary. Some places still have the guns. You can put the scope in. Like, get it on a rifle. If you if you haven't done this enough to know, like, there is going to be some inherent bullshittery on the eye box because I am literally just holding this bitch. But if you can't, if you don't have none of this other shit available, sit down like I'm sitting down, rest your arm on something, and then use that to move about the scope. Like right here. Okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to look at eye box. I'm focusing on a crosshair. I'm literally going to move my entire head until that reticle is covered up. This one has a fair amount. I'm going to call it a generous eye box, which clearly once you zoom into 10, it's nowhere near what it was before, which I think is fucking stupid. <laughs> fucking speak bluntly to the fucking tactical nerds. When you're on 10x, you're going to be shooting or observing far away things. Yes. So the box on 10x is kind of, who gives a fuck? Is it clear? Is it good reticle? Is everything else squared away? Then that's good. Where I care about boxes on 1x because that's going to be more of a up-close, tactical, quick-style shooting. This thing, amongst many others, have a... Very generous eye box on one X, but also stay behind your rifle fucking properly. I don't, this isn't a fucking red dot. Well, it's funny. They'll bitch about their, the, they'll bitch about that, but then also have a red dot mounted on top. Yes. It's like, yeah, switch to the red dot. Yeah. That's even more fucking stupid, but whatever. <laughs> now, another thing I'm looking for. Okay. So I, you know, it, listen, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. How much optics you set behind on one X and we're speaking about LPVOs right now on one X when you're doing the old eye box, look around test, you actually know what the fuck you're looking for. You're not going to know the difference between a fucking centimeter more of a fucking eye box ability than like the other optics. Like what I'm just kind of looking at it. Like I'm, I'm going to check and see how generous it is, even though I just kind of, it's not, eye box is not high on my priority list getting a good, cheek weld is because that way you always have a good eye box it's slightly more important on mpvos but it's still not like high on my party list that's just me though uh, i'm not I'm not clearing houses like the rest of you tactical guys out there yeah so the thing i am looking for though when i'm when i'm kind of checking eye box and looking through the optics up close so again i'm going back if i can rest this on something i will if not, whatever, I'm going to use my arm, prop it up here, hold on to the bitch if you have to. Going on 1X, I'm going to focus on a target that's pretty close. Obviously, make sure your diopter's set before you do any of this shit. But 
I'm going to focus on this target, and I'm looking at it. I'm going to slightly move the scope. I'm moving my head with the scope. I'm looking at this object, and I'm looking for that fishbowl effect. If it's just fucking gone awful, I probably wouldn't buy that scope. But some scopes have it. That's just part of it. Like, it's... Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I feel like that's why the SIG MSRs have the fucking big ring around. We've talked about this before. Yeah. I feel like that's why they have the big ring around them to not show where clarity in the fisheye shit usually shows up is right on the edges of any glass. Oh, yeah, and the vignetting. (laughs) Yes. And they have a big ring around theirs. I think it's just a, maybe it was totally by accident, but I think it's a brilliant way to get around that is not even show it to you. Yeah, but my, my wide field of yes. view. Yes, oh my fucking god! If you care about field of view, just fucking measure it off of like owls in the store or whatever. I'm not even gonna get into that because I don't give a fuck about field of view. Like that's never been a talking point of mine because when I'm looking through a magnified optic, I'm looking at one particular thing that's small. Yeah. Other than that, I'm gonna I'm gonna look outside my scope. Ready, ready, <laughs> or reduce the power. Unless you're your field hand today, you have the other eye, uh, like wide field of view. <laughs> Or pick up a pair of fucking binoculars. I don't yeah. But what I like going back to what I said, I am going to move the scope around on a certain object and I'm going to look in, I'm looking for that fishbowl effect. This one, you can get it slightly, but you know, it's basically negligible. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you can start looking. I cannot say the fucking word. It starts with A. Uh, word. Chromatic aberration. Yes. Why don't I say it starts with A? I don't know. <laughs> so chromatic aberration being like, you almost see like the channels of color separate. So yeah. You, it's like red-blue fringing uh, is the easiest one. To, to me, the best way to look at look for that is outside. Oh, yeah. 100%. In my opinion. But I mean, you can so like start. like a, a fence, like a chain link fence yeah. is always a really good way to... Just start looking what you're looking for when you're looking through an optic for optic clarity and everything else. But, you know, if you don't have a good eye for it, I don't know how you're going to judge this to other things. But start looking in the middle once you've set your diopter. And if you're looking at a long-range optic, make sure you have the proper parallax adjustment. You start looking towards the edge of the optic. Look for any kind of deviations in color look for that fisheye effect find out where it goes away on certain optics it'll go away uh, in certain power settings and everything else for the most part in my opinion lpvos do a great freaking job and like i said if you were sitting in a studio such as we are right now i have a basically a simulated sun behind me i can look and see if there's any kind of uh glare glare or anything like that like you're you're checking basically checking how the lens coatings handle the glare situation because from a uh a rifle you're going to use outside to me like that's one of the most important standpoints i don't run any fucking ard kill kill flash yeah i don't run that stupid shit and i don't run sunshades and all that other bullshit it's just more weight and bullshit i pay attention to what my eyes prefer as far as lens coatings and if you can get into a dark spot if they'll let you take the optic on walkabout that's when you can start to look at performance and low light like those are the main things i'm looking for but i'm also going to look for i'm not going to do this one this is primarily a long-range optic thing and something i'm probably going to use long-range hunting 
I'm going to go ahead and pull the cap off and bottom that turret out and then top turret out and then look through the glass whilst it's bottomed out and topped out. See how the optic clarity holds up when that bitch is bottomed or topped out. Because that, that's maybe another talk for another day, but that's a thing on some optics. But And also, going back to the uh, exit pupil situation on low and high magnification, major pet peeve of mine. And the VX3s were bad about this. The ones, well, I'll say this. A lot of your older optics <laughs> that the entire eyepiece adjusted for the diopter adjustment, not the fast focusing eyepiece. For me, could be just a me problem. When I was on low power, I'd have one length of pull situation. When I'd go to max power, I'd have a total different length of pull, most of the time causing me to move up closer. And again, it could be just me, but I can't imagine I'm the only person this this happens to. I check for that, and if that scope does that, I'm fucking out. And like I said, for whatever reason, <clears throat> a lot of the old VX3s that had the entire eyepiece that adjusted for your diopter adjustment, they all did that for me. I always had to choke way up when I went to max uh, magnification. You typically don't see these types of problems with even the cheapest of LPVOs, but I'm sure... There's some cheap ones out there that do have some of these issues. Uh, they got LPVOs figured out pretty good, in my opinion. So, how do you feel about the the markings on the tube on the side for the um, for mounting? Other than the fact that whoever installed that one did not do it right. Um, <laughs> Again, going back to the MSR having their little level lines and all that shit, this needs to become a mainstay in optics. Yeah, have the torque specs because. Like the mount, it has the torque ring cap specs and then the uh, the rail mount uh, torque specs. Give me a, you know, factory-proven laser level line. Yeah. Give me instructions in the manual where that needs to fall with certain mounts because that could be... Well, you'll notice on, on this one, they, they use the, the cap on the reference on one side and then they use the bottom of the ring on the... As reference, so it's not fail. Level. Yeah, I was laughing. Like, who the fuck mounted this? Yeah, I was, and you know, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> I just seen how bad it was off on this side. Yeah, no, that's what I'm, I was laughing. I'm like, oh gosh, they like they gave you lines and you couldn't even hit it. Right? I don't. That's just someone being fucking lazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. On, on I'm sure what probably happened is they had it set and when they torqued the ring down, it twisted right, the tube. Probably. That was my guess. I don't know, all scopes should have level lines. And I, I again, going back to LPVOs, what SIG did really well with the MSRs, all of them ship with fucking bases, one piece mounts. Yep. All LPVOs should be that way. Which, by the way, <laughs> we are getting fired up to start offering that at Ally Munitions, John. And right now, still at the time of this releasing, because we we didn't release the the, the official release of it, if you buy a SIG MS, MSR from the website, allymunitions.com, it will come mounted in the mount. That's a, a service we're getting set to offer with LPVOs first. Once I get more mounts on the website, and we're going to do it for free starting out on the SIG MSRs because they already come with their mounts. But anyways, uh, all LPVOs should come with mounts, much to my opinion. You know, and reference lines, torque specs, like 
<laughs> Vortex does a really good job. Uh, this one we pulled off because, again, product photos. But they usually have a little label right here that says, do not exceed 18 inch pounds. Uh, here's an idea for all you optics manufacturers. And we do have some people that listen. You should put this information underneath a scope cap. Just laser engrave it on there. I really... That's what pisses me off with like Night Force. They're actually the mil, the mil spec mounts um, come with all of the information like directly on the mounts, but then the, the commercial ones don't for some reason. Yeah. But it'll have like, it'll specifically not only have the the number in which you're supposed to torque, mm-hmm. but uh, like the, the obviously the inch pounds, but the, the order in which yes. you need to do the, the veins. Yes, that should be pretty standard in my opinion. I really like what Reptilia does. Beings, we're already looking at reptilian mount. Gives you ring ring torque specs, the clamps, the the windage screws, if you will. And on the other side, it tells you exactly what the mount is. Yep. 34 millimeter, 39 millimeter height. Put all that shit on all the mounts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess um, we Weird. actually never started the 12 minute, but it's about, <laughs> I figured we were just going to go on forever. Yes, um, I mean, so, I could talk about this for days. Again, so this is the first, probably going to be one of the first YouTube videos or one of the first on YouTube. This is the Vortex AMG 1 to 10 by 24. Um, first focal plane. It's all kitted up. Now, Wade, this is Wade's Holy Grail scope. Yes. Um, we're going to be doing supervised visits, cut, <laughs> split custody. Um, what? I guess what questions, this is just, you know, he hasn't, this is literally his first time seeing this, uh, but we're going to get mounted up and use it oh. and test things. So in the comments down below, like, what do you guys want to see? What questions do you have? Um, you know, we'll document anything or whatever, and then probably do another full podcast. I would assume, yeah. uh, overviewing thoughts. Definitely. Um, but so this didn't come with it, correct? No, no that's on? yeah, but that's mine. It came, it looks came mounted good. up for it, and then it also came with an individual ring cap. Definitely, uh, looks at home. Yeah. Uh, this is freaking awesome. I love optics. I'm gonna mount it on a ten twenty two. Fuck everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I love optics. I love LPVOs. I've really adopted them for everything over the past several years. Uh, past couple years rather. This I cannot wait. For this to be commercially available. I know. I just forgot. I, there was one thing I wanted to wrap up with is, you know, you know, you can look at a scope and you can, you know, do all the shit. But in reality, the most important thing is what, like, what is the use case? What is the design? Like, why this scope? How this scope? You know, why would anybody want this scope? And again, it's it's all the functionality you get from that larger 1 to 10 and a compact platform. And where that really starts to come into play is in the use of modern clip-on night vision clip-on thermal units and getting these shorter guns with less real real estate. Or maybe you don't want to use all your real real estate just on a clip-on and a scope. You want to be able to put the scope clip-on and then still have room for some other shit on the front end. So that's where, you know, you, you look at it, it's like if you're saving two inches, it doesn't seem like that much. But it, you know, when you're talking about real estate on, on rifles, on modern setups, it's, you know, real estate's really important. Yeah, you know. I don't know. This thing's fucking badass. <laughs> I just, I, I'm going to go ahead and make make this 
assessment immediately. Give me a longer throw lever. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they'll have some, someone will have something available. They just go get you some JB weld. And, uh... Hell yeah. I really like the very short throw. throw. Yeah. Uh, that is crazy. Adjustment range. Yes. I don't know. This thing is legit. I cannot wait till they're commercially available. I'm going to have probably a couple of them. I don't I just want to get rid of all my one to tens. I was just thinking about that. Uh, I love my Razor one to tens. And I, you know, it'll be interesting to see. It sure, I wish this was a, this is the, uh, let me see here. Should probably take the cap off. Would help. So this is the, uh, MOA BDC reticle. I don't remember what that was called. I have I run the EBR nine MRAD on that rifle, that six arc. Uh I like it. It's the same reticle as this one. But it sure seems like eh, maybe not. My only complaint from a hunting standpoint is your fine aiming dot right dead in the center. I wish it was a slight amount smaller. Other than that, like I love the EBR nine reticle. I wish they'd put this in this. I love the simplicity of it, which obviously it works out perfect in an LPVO. You don't need those fine lines because this isn't like a long range, you know, uh, long range plinking optic. I like the simplicity of the reticle design. The only complaint I have with this one and I have with my aim that I currently have is I want that fine aiming dot a little bit smaller. A little bit smaller. Much like the, uh, my current favorite reticle in all LPVOs currently, this is current, like that could change them all, is the reticle that's in my NX8. <clears throat> is that not just a consequence of, you know, what we've talked about with like Mountains, Molds, Barricade the other day, of people not understanding how accurate their ARs are, so they'll do things like, they're going to get this LPV, though. They're going to zero it like a 25 or a 36, maybe a 50. Probably. And so by the time, you know, you get out past anything past 200, like they're not using the dot. They're just using holds uh, versus, you know, doing a longer zero and actually engage it. Yeah. yeah. Is it just. I feel So, I mean, if you think about it, uh, you look at. Okay. So this reticle is no, nothing new. The one that's in this scope anyways. It's the EBR9 MRAD reticle, which is, they already have it in the Razor 110s that are available right now. Uh, when it's on 1X, it appears to be just a straight red dot, which I like that. Very simplistic. It's first focal plane, obviously. When, it, when you go to 10X, it exposes your complete reticle options. I still don't see why, especially given the boldness of the rings around your center aiming dot, those make up the the majority of your red dot on 1X. There's no reason why you can't give me a smaller center aiming dot for those further away engagements, especially, you know, off of my red, my center aiming dot, I'm using that for shots out to 200. And I, I, I don't like how big it is. <laughs> but anyways, this is freaking awesome. I love it. Uh, now I'm really wishing I went in and just fucking bit the bit the bullet because uh, that the fourteen five is gonna get one final scope change when I actually get one of these myself. I just I never really looked at it that way, but is it now when I when I see that next to that one attempt, I'm like, man, look how long that tube is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and realistically, like 
The one in ten is not at the current what's available. The one in ten is not overly long. Uh, I think I think the MSRs are definitely longer. I could be totally wrong, but they are. Uh, this is okay. Pay attention, other optics manufacturers. This is the direction you need to be heading next with your LPVOs. Let's make them bitches shorter. And I know it's complicated and everything else, and it's way easy for me to just sit on the sidelines and talk all this shit. But this is the direction you need to be heading with the LPVOs. We've gotten a 10. There's no need to really go over 10. If you're going to go, if you want higher magnification, go to an MPVO. We've gotten a 10. Everybody's kind of got 10s now, one 10s. Still not super popular amongst people because they don't know what they're talking about, but whatever. Uh, let's make these bitches more compact. Let's figure that out. Let's let's make that the next hurdle to figure out how to jump over. Let's go here. Other optics manufacturers, you should have bought up those packages so you could look at this scope. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I give you perfection. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find something to bitch about, but this is really freaking cool. Uh, can't wait to have my own. That's that's where I'm at. Kudos, Vortex. Kudos. Well done. Job well done, chaps. Yeah, you managed to get one anyway. <laughs> Fuck them. There's a funny backstory behind that. We'll eventually tell it to you. <laughs> I think that about sums it up. Oh, I thought you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>